Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is September the 3rd, and we are continuing on in the Bible Reading Plan, and we are in the book of 2 Chronicles. So far, we have read 1 through 8, which is all about the building of the temple, and we will continue on today, starting in 2 Chronicles chapter 9. When the queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, she came to Jerusalem to test him with hard questions, arriving with a very great caravan, with camels carrying spices, large quantities of gold, and precious stones. She came to Solomon and talked with him about all she had on her mind. Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too hard for him to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba saw the wisdom of Solomon, as well as the palace he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his officials, the attending servants in their robes, the cupbearers in their robes, and the burnt offerings he made at the temple of the Lord, she was overwhelmed. She said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom is true. But I did not believe what they said until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half the greatness of your wisdom was told me. You have far exceeded the report I heard. How happy your people must be. How happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Praise be to the Lord your God who has delighted in you and placed you on this throne as king to rule for the Lord your God. Because of the love of your God for Israel and his desire to uphold them forever, he has made you king over them to maintain justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, large quantity of spices, and precious stones. There had never been such spices as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The servants of Hiram and the servants of Solomon brought gold from Ophir. They also brought algum wood and precious stones. The king used the algum wood to make steps for the temple of the Lord and for the royal palace and to make harps and lyres for the musicians. Nothing like them had ever been seen in Judah. King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired and asked for. He gave her more than she had brought to him. Then she left and returned with her retinue to her own country. The weight of the gold that Solomon received yearly was 666 talents, not including the revenues brought in by merchants and traders. Also, all the kings of Arabia and the governors of the territories brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold, 600 shekels of hammered gold went into each shield. He also made 300 small shields of hammered gold, with 300 shekels of gold in each shield. The king put them in the palace of the forest of Lebanon. Then the king made a great throne covered with ivory and overlaid with pure gold. The throne had six steps and a footstool of gold was attached to it. On both sides of the seat were armrests, with a lion standing beside each of them. Twelve lions stood on the six steps, one on either end of each step. Nothing like it had ever been made for any other kingdom. All King Solomon's goblets were gold, and all the household articles in the palace of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. Nothing was made of silver, because silver was considered of little value in Solomon's day, 
the king had a fleet of trading ships manned by Hiram's servants. Once every three years it returned, carrying gold, silver, and ivory, and apes and baboons. King Solomon was greater in riches and wisdom than all the other kings of the earth. All the kings of the earth sought audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom God had put in his heart. Year after year, everyone who came brought a gift, articles of silver and gold, in robes, weapons and spices, in horses and mules. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots, and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. He ruled over all the kings from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines, as far as the border of Egypt. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedar as plentiful as sycamore fig trees in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from all other countries. As for the other events of Solomon's reign, from beginning to end, are they not written in the records of Nathan the prophet, in the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite, and in the visions of Ido the seer concerning Jeroboam son of Nebat? Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel forty years. Then he rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David his father. And Rehoboam his son succeeded him as king. Second Chronicles chapter 10 Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone there to make him king. When Jeroboam son of Nebat heard this, he was in Egypt where he had fled from King Solomon. He returned from Egypt. So they sent for Jeroboam, and he and all Israel went to Rehoboam and said to him, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. Rehoboam answered, Come back to me in three days. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people, he asked. They replied, If you will be kind to these people and please them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. He asked them, What is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, Lighten the yoke your father put on us. The young men who had grown up with him replied, The people have said to you, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. Now tell them, My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to Rehoboam, as the king had said, Come back to me in three days. The king answered them harshly, rejecting the advice of the elders. He followed the advice of the young men and said, My father made your yoke heavy, I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips, I will scourge you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people. For this turn of events was from God, to fulfill the word the Lord had spoken to Jeroboam son of Nebat through Ahijah the Shilonite. When all Israel saw that the king refused to listen to them, they answered the king, What share do we have in David? What part in Jesse's son? 
to your tents, Israel. Look after your own house, David. So all the Israelites went home. But as for the Israelites who were living in the towns of Judah, Rehoboam still ruled over them. King Rehoboam sent out Adoniram, who was in charge of forced labor, but the Israelites stoned him to death. King Rehoboam, however, managed to get into his chariot and escape to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So look at how King Solomon lived. All of the world heard of him and knew his fame. He had so much wealth coming in and he was so full of wisdom that all the kings wanted to sit with him and listen to him, asking him questions. Even the queen of Sheba came. After hearing all these great things about him, she tested him, putting all of his wisdom to the challenge. Yet afterwards, she is able to say that he lives up to the hype that everybody is saying about him. But the next part is key. She then honors God, saying, Glory to your God, that he has put you in such a high place, such a wise king over his people. Then she recognizes that God is good and that he takes care of his people. This is so important because it shows us how King Solomon viewed his fame. In order for this to happen, King Solomon must have stayed true to the understanding that the temple was for the name of the Lord. And so he too lived his life in a way that would honor the name of the Lord. That's our calling as God's people. No matter what it is we put our hands to, no matter what it is that we have, that it all gets turned back around to honor the name of the Lord. One of our family verses is Colossians 3.23 that says, Whatever you do, do it with all of your heart unto God, not unto human masters. In other words, remember that it all belongs to the Lord. Everything you put your hands to and everything you get in return from putting your hands to work, it all is God's. King Solomon made silver so common in Jerusalem that it was of no value to them. It was as common as stones, it says. Yet, all of it was still the Lord's. He knew it belonged to God, and it was God who was causing the increase. So he gave glory to God. And then, even the Queen of Sheba and all the other kings who came to him were able to honor God because of Solomon in the way he presented himself. May we always be people who honor God. May we always turn everything back around to him, giving him all the fame that his name deserves. So find out what that looks like and do it with all of your heart. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. (music) 